Hey guys, it's Guru Mike Panda, the Binding Warrior Podcast. Today's your Finish Strong Friday episode of the week. So um, I've been trying to record this podcast uh, in the last hour or so, trying to make sure I articulate my thoughts clearly, because this is a topic that I'm very passionate about, something I, I truly believe is important, and something that I know is at the forefront at a lot of the minds, on the, lo- uh, on the forefront of the minds of the Asian American listeners that listen to this podcast. And it's the recent attacks that took place in Georgia. If you guys watch the news, uh, a gunman walked into a massage parlor and he shot eight people, killed eight people, six of which I believe were of Asian descent. And um, this is clearly a tragedy and this is clearly a, 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 an event that's really reflective upon the last year, what we've seen in the Asian American community. We've been seeing an increase since the pandemic hit last year. It's been a year now um, of violence and anti-racist, anti-Asian racist attacks right, to the Asian American community here in this country. And this has been taking place in Oakland, California, San Francisco, California, New York City, New York. We've been seeing an increase in these major urban areas on the coasts, and we're seeing it throughout the country as well. Um, And a lot of people had a lot of questions about it. I had several questions. What I'm going to do right now is kind of break down each of the questions that I got one by one. Um, because my opinion is important for this episode, obviously, but I really want to address some points to kind of give some clarity. Um, a few months ago on social media, right kind of in the middle of the year, you know, right after, maybe six months after the pandemic officially hit, um, I posted something up online on my personal Facebook page regarding these attacks. And there was an individual who's white, great guy, honest businessman, uh, very strong man. And um, a guy I do respect, but he respectfully questioned it. He said, you know, there's not enough statistical evidence to show this is actually happening. These attacks on Asians are actually happening. What if this is just a ploy from the media? And he was not completely wrong in that assumption because at the time there wasn't any, um, any statistical evidence because frankly, this is something that most people in America don't consider. They wonder why, how come we're seeing this happening now on the mainstream media? Why is it that we're seeing these statistics of attacks going up now? Where were these in the last year, that, as you claim? And what I would say is this. Asians typically do not trust law enforcement. Culturally. In my family's home country, the Philippines, frankly, the police are a joke. You can't trust them. Um, if there's a crime, you can't call the police. They accept bribes, they're corrupt. They are in cahoots with uh, criminal organizations a lot of the time. So you can't trust the police. And because of this, a lot of Asians, not just Filipinos, but Asians of all different stripes, carry this mentality to America. So when you look at the attacks that are happening in Chinatown, in Koreatown, a lot of the initial crimes that were being committed against these Asians were not being reported because, frankly, the Asian American community doesn't. Oh, I'm sorry, the Asian community specifically doesn't really trust law enforcement. I think now that I'm older and that I've been living in this country my whole life, I'm seeing how good our law enforcement is. Am I saying that there are not things that need to be fixed? Of course not. Nothing is perfect. I think that there are some things that we do need to fix. But I believe compared to where my family is from, the police here are above and beyond way better. There's protocols. There's there's a judiciary system. Uh, again, that's not perfect, but it's way better than what we'll see over in Asia, especially Southeast Asia, right? So we need to keep that in mind. If you've been watching this on the news and questioning if this is a real thing, this is a very real thing, but if you're wondering why you're not seeing any stats on it, it's because of the fact that it doesn't often get reported. And the few instances that get reported, do not. that might be one instance out of 20 
and there might have been 19 other situations that may have not been reported, but that one made the news, right? So we have to be very clear on that. I know that it's hard for a lot of Americans to grasp, that, but that's how it is in these Asian communities. So I want to make that very clear, okay? Just because you don't hear about it or see it on the news or see, see the stats doesn't mean it's not happening. It just means it's just not being reported, and that, that, that's a distinction we need to make. The second thing I was asked is what can we actually do to stop Asian hate? It's a good question, right? Because that's a new hashtag, right? Stop Asian hate. It's a cute little hashtag. It's catchy. Um, and it's important. I think it's valid, right? I think the intention behind it is valid. But again, putting a hashtag on your social media account does not cause change, right? The one thing that will cause change is when we as a community make it very clear that we're not going to take it anymore, that we're not going to take being victimized or bullied. And frankly, I'm seeing a lot of Asians going on their social media accounts, expressing how sad and how afraid they are and how they don't want their family to be attacked and that they're scared. And I get what you're saying. I understand. I I don't want my mother being attacked. I don't want my wife being attacked. I don't want anyone being attacked. I get what you're saying. But stop talking like that. Because when you express how scared you are on social media, frankly, you're looking weak. You're looking weak. So how do we fix this? We make it very clear. Instead of us being afraid and voicing our fear, we voice our courage. We voice the fact that I will not be a victim. That if you want to say whatever you want to me, one, first of all, you could, if you ask me personally, as the guy recording this podcast, if some guy calls me a racial slur, you can call me whatever you like, man. It doesn't bother me. I've been called a lot of things in my life. It doesn't bother me. I work in middle school. You got to have some tough, tough, thick skin to work in a middle school, Okay. There's very few things that you could say to me verbally that will really get under my skin. However, if you decide to cross a line and put hands on me or my wife or my child, then we're going to, that, that, that's a different situation. You and I are going to have an issue. And I'm going to make it very clear that if someone tries to hurt them, that will not be a good day for them. And I think we as an Asian American community need to step up and stop falling into the trap of being effeminate, of being weak, of being vilified, of being used as a caricature of nerdiness and weakness. We got to step up and show the world what we're capable of doing, meaning that we can use our voice. I think that's great. But if we see an elderly Asian person walking down the street and someone's harassing them, do you have the courage or the skill set to step in the gap and protect that person? Ask yourself honestly, right? So If you're scared of being victimized, I understand what you're saying. I hear it. What are you going to do about it? My suggestion is, and I said this before, learn how to fight. Learn how to protect yourself. There's a lot of options here. And I know there's one individual who, when I spoke about this several months ago, told me, listen, I I shouldn't have to learn how to defend myself because racism shouldn't exist. I shouldn't have to feel like a victim. Yeah, you're right. Racism shouldn't exist. But guess what? It does. We live in a fallen society. And so we need to do what we have to do to protect our own. That's what we have to do, right? I should not, I should not have to wear a seatbelt when I drive my car, but I do because I don't know what kind of drivers there are on the road. That's just reality. So before you pull the card of, oh, I shouldn't have to learn how to defend myself. I shouldn't have to learn how to fight because racism shouldn't exist. You're right, racism should not exist, but it does. So deal with it. How do you deal with it? Learn how to fight. You want to stop Asian hate? Make it clear that Asian hate will not be acceptable. If you see a person being attacked, if you see someone getting harassed, if you see somebody being uh, thrown to the ground or punched or beaten, you should have the courage as an Asian American, specifically to the Asian American guys I'm talking to, I'm talking to the men too. You guys better step it up and step in the gap and be willing to throw down. 
to protect that person because you love people. Not because you hate people, it's because you love people. Now, how do we do this? There's options. I suggest that you train with us. <laughs> I know this sounds like a shameless plug, but this is what we train for. If you ask me or ask anyone I train with, if we're scared of these attacks, we're not. Because we have skills that we can use to protect ourselves and our loved ones in case of a violent attack. We're secure in that, right? So what can we do? There's options you can do. You can get physically tougher. Hit the gym. I don't care if you're a guy or a girl. Hit the gym. Get physically capable of being able to run fast if you have to run to help somebody. Strong enough to pull an assailant off another individual and restrain somebody. Be physically capable. Be strong. All right? Be compassionate, but also be strong. In addition to that, again, learn how to fight. All right? There's multiple systems that I could recommend. I highly recommend Atien Zakali. It's a true family protection system. Um, definitely check out their website. If you want to uh, join a chapter of Atien Zakali or uh, train with us, please, you're more than welcome to. Just reach out to me and I'll be glad to point you in the right direction. If you're interested in starting an Atien Zakali chapter up in your area, please talk to me as well. I'll talk to the right people. We'll link you up with the right people to get that going. Okay. Um, Atien Zakali probably the most effective family protection system I have had the opportunity to teach and learn from. Um, um, we're also thinking about things like boxing, uh, machado jiu-jitsu. These are options that may be available in your area. Okay, so look these things up. And I know people are like, well, I don't want to have to learn how to fight. I get it. I don't have to learn, have to learn how to change my oil or do dishes even, <laughs> but I got to do it. <laughs> That's the reality we live in, guys. And until... We demonstrate our strength, we will not be respected. If we play into the stereotype of being weak and effeminate and whatever, we will not be respected. Self-defense is a right not just for one race. It is a right that all of us here in this country have the opportunity to embrace. And this is not a plug for our, our group. I'm just saying that wherever you're at, train. Show that you have teeth. You want to stop Asian hate? Make it clear to people that try to put hands on you that it will not be tolerated. Or if you see someone putting hands on someone else, you make it clear that it will not be tolerated. I'm not advocating for any kind of vigilante justice. I'm not advocating for any kind of revolution or riot or anything like that. What I am advocating for is if you're not walking, if you're an Asian or Asian American walking down the street with your family and some guy is being aggressive, physically threatening to you and your family, you have skill sets to take that person down. All right. Learn how to fight learn how to fight. Again, it gives you a sense of peace that is indescribable. So learn how to fight. And the third thing is, one of, the, one of my students asked me yesterday that I want to address, um, how do we stop the stereotypes, right? How do we stop the fetishization of Asian women, right? For instance, that a lot of this is kind of coming up because this is a massage parlor apparently, and that's a topic of discussion now. How do we stop that? Well, I kind of go back to my second point, right? I make it clear that's not, that's not tolerated. But I also make sure that if someone is joking about it, I don't let it slide. If someone is making fun of someone for it, even cracking, even, oh, it's just a joke, man. I'm just joking. No, it's not funny. Shut up. I've done this before. In fact, in my middle school, I teach middle school by day and I saw one of my Vietnamese American students came up to me and he was upset and I asked him what was wrong. And he said to me, someone called me coronavirus. And I asked him who? So this student pointed the kid out and I called the kid out on it. And I told, I dared the kid to talk to me like that. And the kid didn't. So I said, okay, listen, you're not willing to talk to him like that. You apologize. You show him respect right now. Cause you're not willing to talk 
to me the way you talk to him because now you know that there's a consequence. There's an adult who's not going to tolerate that kind of behavior, especially an Asian American adult. You make it very clear to the, this generation and every generation underneath it that you are, are not going to tolerate jokes, snide remarks, vulgarity toward your community. You make it very, very clear. All right. And I told this young Vietnamese American boy, I said, listen, next time I'm not going to be around to stick up for you. You better learn how to do it yourself. You make it very clear that you're not going to tolerate it. And he goes, yes, sir. And I don't know where he is now. I think he's off in high school now, but hopefully, hopefully he's stronger from it and he learned something from it. And I think that kind of ties into my last point. And this is to the Asian American guys out there. You are called to lead this community. You are being called to lead your homes. You're being called to lead your families in this era where violence against Asian Americans is becoming a thing. Are you a person worth following? Are you a person worth trusting? And I know I have my flaws too, okay? I'm forgetful. I, I tend to forget things and whatever. But the one thing I try to aim to be every day is that if there is a threat, my wife and my son know that they're the safest people in the room. They know that when they see someone being attacked on the news, my wife and my kid, no, that's not going to be them because I am going to be present. Am I present in my family? Am I training hard to protect my family? Am I making sure that their needs are met? Am I perfect? Absolutely not. But I am trained and self-aware enough to know that I can do whatever it takes to not just protect them, but also serve them, to be someone worth following. So if we're going to really stop Asian hate, and I'm talking to the Asian American guys here because I'm an Asian American guy, be people worth respecting. Work hard at your job. Dress well. Speak articulately. Make sure that your point is made known. Make sure that you are confident. These are ways that we can stop Asian hate. It sounds superficial, I know, but how many Asian American guys out there listening to this know what it's like to be viewed as the weak one? We all do. We're all kind of joked about that way, especially when we were growing up. Are you willing to step up and make sure that that stereotype no longer exists? Are you going to be an example of strength, courage, masculinity, compassion, Patience. Are you going to be an individual that expresses true manhood as an Asian American? And that's all I have for you guys today. So I hope this podcast inspired you. Stay safe out there. Take care. God bless. Be the hero in your life.